January the 21st, 2024, 2 Samuel chapter 16, Understanding. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just, with all things being relational. Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Father God. We bless, we praise your holy name. You're worthy to be praised. We thank you for this day, this day that you've given us, another day on this side of eternity to lift you up, to exalt you, to magnify you in spirit and in truth, to let the word that you proclaim in us be declared to those in the world so that they indeed may know that there is a God in all Israel, in all the world. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And as our brother Jared has petitioned a prayer concerning his family members, Lord God, his loved ones. We lift them up before you, Lord God. We know that the enemy seeks to destroy and to devour anything that has anything to do with you. But Father God, we lay them before your feet, before your throne. We know that greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world, and nothing is impossible for you, Lord God. You have a plan, you have a purpose for them. See that it is done right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Put in their place all the resources, all the people, everything that is needed, that they may fulfill the will that you have purposed for their lives. We bless you, Lord Father God. We look forward this day to receiving our daily bread and doing all that you've created us to be and do. We love you, Father God. In the precious and majestic name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Glory, hallelujah. And family, I thank you on today. Thank you for, again, being a part of this episode, allowing me to share in your moment your quiet time with the Lord our God. Let's go right into this word. We have a lot to do this morning and I'm getting out a little late, not because anything other than the fact that the Lord dealt with me a little differently this morning before, before I begin this episode. So let's go into this word on today, 2 Samuel chapter 16. The Lord has allowed us to entitle it, Understanding. When David had passed a little beyond the summit, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him with a couple of donkeys saddled, bearing 200 loaves of bread, 100 bunches of raisins, 100 summer fruits, and a skin of wine. And the king said to Ziba, Why have you brought these? Ziba answered, The donkeys are for the king's household to ride on, the bread and the summer fruit for the young men to eat and the wine for those who faint in the wilderness to drink. And the king said, And where is your master's son? Ziba said to the king, Behold, he remains in Jerusalem, for he said, Today the house of Israel will give me back the kingdom of my father. Then the king said to Ziba, Behold, all that belonged to Mephibosheth is now yours. And Ziba said, I pay homage. Let me ever find favor in your sight, my lord, the king. 
When King David came to Burim, there came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera. And as he came, he cursed continually, and he threw stones at David, and at all the servants of King David, and all the people, and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And Shimei said, as he cursed, Get out, get out, you man of blood, you worthless man. The Lord has avenged on you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son Absalom. See, your evil is on you, for you are a man of blood. Then Abishai, the son of Zuriah, said to the king, why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and take off his head. But the king said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zariah? If he is cursing because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my son seeks my life. How much more now? May this Benjamite leave him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has told them to. It may be that the Lord will look on the wrong done to me, and that the Lord will repay me with good for his cursing today. So David and his men went on the road, while Shimei went along on the hillside opposite him, and cursed as he went, and threw stones at him, and flung dust. And the king and all the people who were with him arrived weary at the Jordan, and there he refreshed himself. Now Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel with him. And when Hushai, the Archite, David's friend, came to Absalom, Hushai said to Absalom, Long live the king! Long live the king! And Absalom said to Hushai, Is this your loyalty to your friend? Why did you not go with your friend? And Hushai said to Absalom, No, for whom the Lord and his people and all the men of Israel have chosen, his I will be, and with him I will remain. And again, whom should I serve? Should it not be a son? As I have served your father, so will I serve you. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give your counsel. What shall we do? Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines, whom he has left to keep the house, and all Israel will hear that you have made yourself a stench to your father, and the hands of all who are with you will be strengthened. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof, and Absalom went into his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now in those days the counsel that Ahithophel gave was as if one consulted the word of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel's esteemed, both by David and by Absalom. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word this morning, Father God. Understanding. A family, friends, this, this continuation of the story concerning Absalom's underhanded takeover of the kingdom is not clearly understood in this version we just read. So. My commentary today is to read it again from the New Living Translation. 
One thing I will emphasize, however, is that the outrage of Absalom having intercourse with David's concubines was foretold by God to David when God told him he was displeased with his sin concerning Bathsheba and Uriah, her then husband. With that, I'd like to recall the episode called Consequences. This is why we should do our best to stay aligned with God's will and purpose so we don't sow seeds of destruction and have to reap the consequences, even when we know that God will work it out for our good because what about the souls that are affected from our choices? Holy Spirit, give understanding to your words as we pursue it from a different perspective. Open our hearts to receive your truth. We pray this in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Family, 2 Samuel chapter 16, Understanding from the New Living Translation. When David had gone a little beyond the summit of Mount of the Mount of Olives, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, was waiting there for him. He had two donkeys loaded with 200 loaves of bread, 100 clusters of raisins, 100 bunches of summer fruit, and a wineskin full of wine. What are these for? The king asked Ziba. Ziba replied, The donkeys for the king's people to ride on, and the bread and the summer fruit are for the young men to eat. The wine is for those who become exhausted in the wilderness. And where is Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson? The king asked him. He stayed in Jerusalem, Ziba replied. He said, Today I will get back the kingdom of my grandfather Saul. In that case, the king told Ziba, I will give you everything Mephibosheth owns. I bow before you, Ziba replied. May I always be pleasing to you, my lord, the king. As King David came to Barum, a man came out of the village cursing him. It was Shimei, son of Jira, from the same clan as Saul's family. He threw stones at the king and the king's officers and all the mighty warriors who surrounded him. Get out, you murderer, you scoundrel, he shouted at David. The Lord is paying you back for all the bloodshed in Saul's clan. You stole his throne, and now the Lord has given it to your son Absalom. At last, you will taste some of your own medicine, for you are a murderer. Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Abishai, son of Zerah, demanded. Let me go over and cut off his head. No, the king said. Who asked your opinion, you sons of Zariah? If the Lord has told them to curse me, who are you to stop him? Then David said to Abishai and to all his servants, My own son is trying to kill me. Doesn't this relative of Saul have even more reason to do so? Leave him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has told him to do it. And perhaps the Lord will see that I am being wrong and will bless me because of these curses today. So David and his men continued down the road, and Shimei kept pace with them on a nearby hillside, cursing and throwing stones and dirt at David. The king and all who were with him 
grew weary along the way, so they rested when they reached the Jordan River. Meanwhile, Absalom and all the army of Israel arrived at Jerusalem accompanied by Ahithophel. When David's friend Hushai the Archite arrived, he went immediately to see Absalom. Long live the king, he exclaimed. Long live the king. Is this the way you treat your friend David? Absalom asked him. Why aren't you with him? I'm here because I belong to the man who is chosen by the Lord and all the men of Israel, Hushai replied. And anyway, why shouldn't I serve you? Just as I was your father's advisor, now I will be your advisor. Then Absalom turned to Ahithophel and asked him, What should I do next? Ahithophel told him, Go and sleep with your father's concubines, for he has left them here to look after the palace. Then all Israel will know that you have insulted your father beyond hope of reconciliation, and they will throw their support to you. So they set up a tent on the place on the palace roof where everyone could see it, and Absalom went in and had sex with his father's concubines. Absalom followed Ahithophel's advice, just as David had done. For every word Ahithophel spoke seemed as wise as though it came directly from the mouth of God. Father God, we thank you right now in the precious and majestic name of your son Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that first and foremost we can have different translations of your word, different perspectives of your word. We know that your word comes from a different language altogether and there are different ways of saying things, different uh, pronunciations of words, different phrases, and they mean different things at that time. And via your Holy Spirit, we seek to know exactly what you are saying to your people at that time and how it refers to us in our current season. So we thank you, Father God, that we could have tools and resources to to search out your word, to study your word, to, to allow it to, to reveal to us your nature, your heart, your wisdom, so that as we are walking on this side of eternity, as we are proclaiming your goodness, your grace, your mercy, that we will proclaim it with the power and the understanding from the Holy Spirit, knowing exactly what needs to be said and how it should be said so that you might get the honor, the praise, and the glory. We know, Father God, that there are many that you have placed in our sphere of influence, and, and as we go throughout our daily activities, we do not want to be a hindrance or a stumbling block to them in any way. So thank you for clarity. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for strength, Father God. Thank you for placing each and every one of our friends and family members, our brothers and sisters in Christ, thank you for placing them in our lives, knowing that they're here for a reason, to strengthen us, to encourage us, to help us in this journey that we have on this side of eternity. So as we go forth, Father God, we look forward to doing your will, your way, knowing it will not lack your supply. We bless you, we praise you, in the mighty 
and majestic name of your son Jesus we pray. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, be encouraged on today. Yes, be enlightened, be empowered, be inspired. Do and be all God has called you for. And those of you who are going in early on today, I apologize for this. We're going in uh, to the local service here. I apologize for this service or this episode being a little late. Like I said, the Lord dealt with me in a different direction on today. But those of you, my friends, who have heard this word and are not yet called upon the name of Jesus as Lord and Savior, we know that it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives from hearing and receiving what the Lord is truly saying. But God, oh hallelujah, God has said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened, your ears shall hear, you shall taste and see that the Lord, our God, He is good and He is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. As we said, it is made to be shared with and in community. All that are in your sphere of influence are there for a reason. So let us come alongside you and do life. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, glory, hallelujah.